Ronnie, do you think we should add a segment to every episode where we do uh, like like Hollywood birthdays of that week or or whatever? No, because I've never. Uh, is it just me? I don't. I don't give a crap about. Really? Ho- no, I don't get. I don't care at all. See, here's where I do care because I found out that this past week, uh, one of the days, it was both Kevin James and Channing Tatum's birthday. Oh which, wow! Do they turn the same age? Yeah. Do you think there's any truth to the rumor that they're actually twins? I mean, just. I mean, they're we the know same if, age. Yeah, right? they look exactly the same. They have same build, same stature. Pretty sure they're twins. Yeah, maybe. Breaking news down the hall podcast. You hear, heard it here first. Channing Tatum, Kevin James, uh, twins separate. This sounds like an Adam Sandler original uh, movie. Separated at birth. Like a Netflix original Adam Sandler. Would be the next one. So we we are here down the hall podcast because a person spends 115 hours every year just wasting time searching for a movie to watch through endless options on Netflix and Redbox and the like. So Rodney, mm-hmm. uh, as we try to save people that time by yeah. by picking a great recommendation each week, yep, we like to pose the question. I'm going to pose it to you. What would you do with an extra 115 hours this year? Um, I think I would eat more poke. Chet, we got poke earlier today. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, it's like a Hawaiian deconstructed sushi bowl. That's what I would consider it. Right. Um, you know, Chet, I, I could eat it all day long. You're all a, day. You're a poke man. You're a poke man. Pokemon. Is that a? Is that a, like a play yeah. on the word Pokemon? Uh, well, it was delicious. Uh, and you didn't answer my question, but okay, it's okay. Just that's what I would do. I would eat for 115 straight hours. I think I could eat up for 115 straight hours. I would never get full. The way I watch you hit that bowl tonight, I believe it. I would never get full. I guess before we go any further, I hit should that say bowl. That sounds yikes. That yeah, sounds you, terrible. Well, uh, before we go further, I should say that uh, if, if I sound nasally or if I start to sneeze, I have I'm a battling today and losing losing the battle. Seasonal allergies. It's bad. It's real bad. Today, Chet and I were also at a uh, like a coffee shop. Um, this sounds very hipster of us, but we were we were just working in a coffee shop today, um, and. Chet sneeze not as baristas, mm, but we were working in the coffee, in a shop. coffee shop. Yes, um, I think most people understood that, but thanks for clarifying. I was for confused. The, for I was the, confused, and I was there, but yeah. I was still confused. Um, Chet sneezed a good thousand times, I think, easily. I, to his credit, though, he only I only felt like I only got sneezed on once. So, well, well done. I'm a very polite, very self aware sneezer. Yeah, but. Other than I, is it irrational? I haven't told you this. Is it irrational to that? I had an irrational thought or feeling. And you know what that was? Yeah. You think that it's like seasonal allergies are contagious. They're not. No, 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 no. I had an irrational thought, which was like, he's doing this on purpose. (laughs) What? What what would I be gaining? Nothing other than like, there is a, there is a weird, there is a, yeah, there is a particular sneeze that happened once at one at the, uh, at Brood Awakenings that I thought... The name of the cafe <sighs> we were at? You're going to keep sneezing all day? That's what I remember thinking to myself. <laughs> and you then thought, he's doing this on purpose. He chats I didn't actually think... I, I clearly... like There was no part of me that I thought was actually on purpose, but it, you know, like, haven't you ever had just an irrational feeling of just like, come on, cut it out? Nah, I'm pr- I, I've been told I'm the most rational person that's ever walked the earth, actually. But see, I don't actually... 
feel it. That's the thing. I just I just recognize it. I recognize the emotion. So today we're looking at the movie Fruitvale Station, mm-hmm. which came out in 2013. We're going to talk about that, Rodney. Not Wilson. about fruits. Nope, definitely. We we were misled. We thought it was about fruit. We uh, we had quite a, a different thing coming for us. I was ready um, for with, with my apples and my mangoes to to watch the movie Fruitvale Station. But Rodney, what's the topic we're looking at? Uh, the topic that we are looking at is day in the life movies. Day in the life movies. So movies yeah. that take place in in one solid day. I love those. Actually, it's interesting when we get to talking about it. I didn't realize how many great examples of that there actually. Yeah. Are. And then the movie we're avoiding today is another Netflix original uh, called The Discovery with Jason Siegel and Robert Redford and Rooney Mara. We'll yeah. get to that as well. Some good ones. Absolutely. So you ready to talk Fruitvale? I think so. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. So like I said, Fruitvale Station, not about fruit. Uh, came out in 2013. It is a short one. So, you know, in terms of planning a movie night, this is not a huge commitment in terms of time. It's an hour and 25 minutes. Uh, Like we said, you can find it on Netflix and it stars Michael B. Jordan. Mm -hmm. uh, Melanie. Great actor. Yeah, he is. He is really, really good. Uh, And Octavia Spencer. It's directed by Ryan Coogler. And most recently he came out with Creed, Mm -hmm. which I love. Which also starred Michael B. Jordan. It did. And he's also going to be directed Black Panther for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which will also have Michael B. Jordan. So they're like a, quite the pair, quite the couple. They are they are quite the duo. Um, Rodney, what is this movie about and what's the general feel? Yeah, so um, this movie is, uh, is you know, in terms of the movies that we've recommended, probably the heaviest recommendation or, or the grittiest movie, if you will. Yeah. Um, so the movie is about, uh, and again, I won't get into to the spoilers yet, but it is... Um, you know, about a day in the life movie of Oscar Grant and kind of the the events that, you know, kind of lead to, you know, a, a tragedy at the end, which, you know, is again, it was a big news story, um, you know, but I'll avoid specific details. But it's absolutely a very gritty movie. It's an hour and 25 minutes, but um, a pretty captivating hour and 25 minutes, you know, because it is you're just kind of following him along uh, in one particular day. Yeah. And, you know, as Rodney said, so this is a, you know, a true story about a really unfortunate event that happened in 2009 um, on New Year's Eve. And, you know, Elephant in the Room, uh, it's easy for people to write this movie off right away because of one way they, they lean politically or, mm-hmm. or the yeah. other. Yep. Uh, or, or perhaps other reasons, right? Yep. There's a lot of uh, tension that intersects at this story. I right. Think. Um, so I think it's easy. And if, if you're someone who immediately, have has kind of put this one aside as one that you don't want to get into. I get that. Um, I consider myself to be pretty open minded, and even me, I kind of avoided it. Not not because I thought I would be offended by it or upset by it, but rather because look, if I'm going to be watching a movie, sometimes I just don't want to have to have one that's heavier. Yeah. But then again, I do think that there's something to be valued and taken away from a movie that makes you think or covers mm-hmm. a subject that's yeah. not always the happiest of subjects. Right. 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 And in this case, that's what this does. And I think it does it in a, a pretty creative way where you get a window into this guy's life uh, in a day that led up to, as Rodney said, a really unfortunate event. So um, it is a recommendation we are giving this week because we do think it's worth your time. We think that if you broaden your horizons and we try to be diverse, if you look back at the movies we recommended, it's we've got comedies in there, we've got coming of age, we've got a musical, we've got all these different types. 
And this one is probably the most, as Rodney said, uh, perhaps deep. Right? Yeah. Well, I think more than deep. I think we've probably done deep movies. I think it, it's probably the most uh, potentially political of all things. And I think, um, you know, me and Chet probably we don't you and I probably don't always lean or, or try and be vocal about any one particular political opinion. But I think that's that's why um, I think as part as part of the recommendation, you know, that's a consideration as we as we think about it. But I think it's a fantastic movie incredibly well done um you know as you kind of look at um you know just what the political climate is with with things like this between police brutality um and you know and just kind of the community affected by it i think this is one that kind of gives you a a good portrayal of of one particular situation Uh, i think it's also just a really interesting story as you look at a guy who's you know, kind of approaching his life and trying to make better decisions, you know, but you get this really good um, walkthrough, you know, of his yeah. whole situation in one day, you know, yeah. where he he's not working, you know, he's he, he's been fired from his job. Um, you know, he's kind of recently out of prison. Uh, and then over the course of that day, you know, he, he he's a father. Uh, he has a girlfriend who is also pregnant. Um, and so you see him trying to be a provider. You see him trying to make better decisions. Constructive choices. Yeah, exactly. But in that whole process, you sit there and realize like, okay, what are the options that he has at his disposal? And then what does he do with those? And so um, I think it's, it's a great movie, incredibly well done, incredibly powerful. Um, And I would highly recommend anybody see it. Cause I don't think, you know, despite it covering a political topic, um, I don't necessarily think it's trying to beat anyone over the head with anything other than to say, hey, this is a portrayal of a real life uh, situation, something that had happened. Uh, I think for me, the only thing I'll say wrapping up this part of the episode is um, we we really Rodney and I really try as fun as we try to make it like lighthearted, whatever. Um, yeah, this, is a, this day, is a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough, it's, <laughs> but it's a great movie. It's tough to make this this particular episode have that flair to it i guess but um the other thing we try to do we work hard i think at doing is um trying to earn some some credit you know with with our our choices that we recommend each week um and we get we get pretty positive feedback i mean i think i mean i'm sure we haven't been 100 percent across the board but i know that for the most part we've gotten some good feedback from people about the, the movies we've chosen um so i do i am asking that you know trust us on this one if you're a little yeah. bit kind of unsure um, I, I feel like, you know, we wouldn't recommend it if we were even slightly unsure about it. Right. We really think it's worth your time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's one not to watch if you're in the mood for like a comedy movie necessarily, but right. it's, um, you know, it's an hour and t- 25 minutes or whatever. Right. I mean, it's, it's not a huge time commitment. And, you know, if you're, if you're feeling more in a, uh, in a mood for, you know, just a more pensive movie or, or you're kind of in a, in a thoughtful mood, I think it's it's a pretty good one to to put on. If nothing else, Michael B. Jordan is one of the best young actors out there. Oh yeah, and you'll definitely oh, enjoy that. Oh ex- yeah, you know, his performance. And you know, just here's your game plan: put the movie on, and because it's so short, watch a couple episodes of The Office or whatever show you <laughs> what, like. The background? Uh, no, after. Oh, you know? after. Yeah, just to kind of like end on a more positive, uh, happy note. Yeah. if you want. All right. Well, Chet, that's what we think. Um, I'm actually extremely interested. To hear what the professionals today, Junior. Professionals have to say about this one. Hate, 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 hate. Double hate. Lose entirely.
I like you a lot. All right, so I guess what we like to do is start with the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes score. So IMDb, uh, it's uh, collectively, it's a 7.5 uh, rating right now. So Pretty high. really, really high. Um, and not low. on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 94%. So also extremely, you know, it's a, an extremely acclaimed movie. Yeah, it's an A right there. But um, I think one of my favorite parts is where... You tell me what the best and worst review that you found was. Rodney, what, what's, our, what's our most infamous or least liked uh, outlet that we, that we sometimes read reviews from? Uh, like people that are really bitter or like, like that. Specifically, there's a name of a publication um, that, that we have a I can think of, of three, but I'm, I'm going to say the well, one I already that banned I think Slant is. Magazine. If you listen to last week's episode, okay. I already banned Slant. If I listened, I didn't listen. But, okay, you downloaded. That's fine. Yeah, I just I have it automatically downloaded. Um, I would say okay. So if it's not slant, it's either I'm gonna go with the the dumber of the two names, which is the dissolve. The dissolve. No, with really? the worst review of Fruitvale Station. If somebody out there is connected to the dissolve in any way, or like no, please reach out to us. Like I don't, you know, I don't really have anything against the dissolve outside of its name, but also it, it gave a few reviews recently that we weren't too happy about but anyway neither here nor there this is the worst review coming coming from the dissolve and it says kugler isn't exactly an invisible hand he pokes and prods his audience at every turn neither the false moments nor the powerful ones leave much mystery about how we're supposed to feel so i think it's speaking to what you were saying the opposite of Mm -hmm. when you were saying that you feel like it doesn't push one side or the other and the dissolve Is suggesting that it really, really does. Yeah, you know what the only the only criticism I have of that, and I I respect that. Like I was gonna I'm gonna say, I'm glad I, you took that approach because with a movie like this, yeah, no, you no, have no, to I, respect that yeah. opinion. I mean, Chad, I think you know this. You can probably change about your me. name, dissolve, yeah, and that will help you. But <laughs> I think uh, I think you know this about me. But I'll say this for any listeners and uh, Lyndon in particular because I know that he loves to talk about Rodney rants. The only time I love to go on rants is stuff that. I feel like it's fun to rant about, but when we talk about, when I talk about real life stuff, like the closer I get to real stuff, the more uh, balanced my opinion is because I think in real life it's tricky, you know? And um, so I respect that opinion. Um, but I guess the one, the one answer I would have if I was talking to this person would, is I get that you, th- you know, that everything about it makes you feel like, Oh, I'm supposed to feel this way about him. But at the same time, I think I would say, well, if these are portrayals of, of someone's life, and I get you could look at the actual person and say, oh, you handpicked this fact and not that one to show. Um, but, you know, the reality is that, you know, sometimes you see a lot of that stuff. And even though we might want, not want to have to think about it, that that is a lot of people's reality. A rare, a rare case of a movie about a pretty divisive subject bringing Rodney and the Dissolve together. Yeah. The best review came from Film.com. Very straightforward name. Yeah. Film.com. It says, Fruitvale is outstanding, a telling portrait and testament to the life of one man and the complicated relationships to race and class that still exist within America today. Mm -hmm. I think that's absolutely everything you've already said. Yeah, for the most part. I think I've I've avoided specifically saying. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you, what did you give this movie? I gave it an eight. An eight. Yep. Which 
it's uh you know it when i first watched it i told you i was a little hesitant to do so not mm-hmm. not because i was you know afraid to watch it necessarily but just because i was like well i don't know it feels like not something i want to enjoy right I, t- I took a lot away from it and yeah. afterwards i was like well it's just one way or the other it was, it was just an impressive impressive way of telling that story yeah a hundred percent and i went with a nine it's uh it was a movie that i don't know if i would say hesitant i think probably i was thinking like like do i want to watch this now because i i know it's it's probably a more serious movie i also thought it was more like of an indie movie than i realized uh obviously it was a pretty major you know yeah it was up for a lot of serious consideration but you know, once I watched it, I immediately was like, oh, well. Agreed. So let's uh, now let's move into our topic for today, which is other movies that are day in the life. Do you really love the lamp or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. Chad, I think let me at least talk about the concept of day in the life movies, because I think you you have a list of some and we're we've been talking about what our favorites are. I think I realized what I love about day in life movies is it feels like a really complete story. It's like, you know, outs, it's like life minus any transitions. Um, and so I think that there's a really uh, kind of uh, completeness to watching day in life movies. But what were some of the ones that we had talked about? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, you know, when I, when I was trying to debate about which, which topic to kind of gear towards, we could have easily done best, you know, true stories, but I feel like inevitably that'll come up again. This seemed to be a little bit more of a creative a creative topic yeah. to discuss. And it hit me. There's a ton yeah. of really good day-in-the-life movies. Right. Um, of course, we've got the ones from our, our listeners that we're going to yeah. read and our own personal favorites. But, uh, you know, for instance, uh, Dazed and Confused, 12 Angry Men, both Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, um, The Goonies, mm-hmm. uh, The Wizard of Oz, yeah, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Uh, Groundhog Day. That's kind of cheating. That's not. That's not. <laughs> it's the same day over and over and over again. That's not a day in life movie. There's, there's a ton. I mean, Die Hard. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna stop there. I mean, okay. I, I will. I actually before I will mention before sunrise and before sunset because those are those are two really great movies in my opinion. And I don't know another time we're gonna be able to talk about it. But you know, there's also Before Midnight, which came out again. It was yeah. like the third installment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but there, there's just a ton of them. There's way more than I'd realized. And so we're going to read now a few from our, our listeners who chimed in. Uh, Carla from London uh, said The Breakfast Club. Yeah, that's, that's a great that's one. That's a great one. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's such a good one. Uh, Justin from Virginia said Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. That's both both of those were I've actually never by, fully seen. Uh, uh, John Hughes directed both of those. Um the, I mean, they're they're classics, right? Eighties, right? Yeah, classics. Um, and Rhett from Florida said, "Waiting." No, no that's was, actually that's one a, I've never seen. That's a good seen. one. Uh, I, I I wouldn't have never it would have never come to my mind, but um, heard a lot of people talk about it before. Yeah, it's a like a comedy movie about a wait staff. I think at a Bennigan's maybe, which I've never been to. Uh, only had ever heard of. I feel like in movies, but it's also about the awful things. Well, I know, this, I know the, the purportedly the awful scenes, things yeah. that uh, that that the wait staff will do to food. Now, wait. So you had mentioned a few. You had asked me to read off the list, but you had already. What's what's one that comes to mind for you? I think, you know. I'm tempted by some of the ones that you you had said there. Like, I, I can't honestly say, like, there was a particular day in the life movie that I thought, oh, this is, like, the most amazing one to me. Yeah. Um, but Glengarry Glen Ross is one, like, kind of a, a more famous one that I decided to watch one night because I, I knew the name of the movie. And I think it's just a really effective 
uh movie like and i think for close like yeah and like i think it's uh it's a really it's a movie that benefits from having been told in that that fashion that one sticks out to me of like yeah if that movie was not a day in the life movie it would not be a good movie so you like what i'm saying would you describe that movie as king kong having nothing on it (laughs) because the movie i'm gonna say uh king kong ain't got nothing on it. I love this movie too. Training I watched, Day. Yeah, right? I watched this movie and loved it. Training Day is one that talk about rewatchability. I think that's a huge factor when determining like where a movie stands in my all time list. I've watched Training Day so many times, and each time is like I actually avoid it on TV because if I see that it's on and I'm trying to get something done, and I go to it, I know I'm staying for the rest of the movie. Oh, really? It's I love that movie. I don't think I've seen it. Well, Denzel's more than one of my twice. favorite actors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How can he not? Ethan Hawke's great in that too. Yeah, I just think the story is so intriguing. Like from the very open, because Denzel's such a mesmerizing character in that. Like he's like that antihero. Yeah, and you know, obviously, I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen it, but. It's it's a really really good one. The one thing that I'll say about Glengarry Glen Ross that the reason I like that pick is, I think it really benefits from the fact that it's a you know day in the life movie, um, where I can see Training Day still being. I mean, I think it's it's obviously you know like that one whole day, but yeah. I could see Training Day being a great movie regardless of you know it's just like well if it like was like span- training two days, training weekend, training week, training week. Yeah. Um, but it's weekend at Training Day. <laughs> Is that Bernie's? Is that I've never Just seen that one. Here. Um, but yeah, no, that's a that's a great choice, Chet. All right, Rodney. So the movie we are avoiding this week. Yeah, this one might be a little contentious. It is. It's called The Discovery. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. That says, "Fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again." So this one is so okay. Let me let me say this too. I think I've said it a few times in the last few episodes. But the way we pick movies to avoid, we're not just finding like movies we don't like. We're looking at lists that are online of people saying these are the best movies to watch right now. Yeah. Or in some cases like this, it'll be you know a Netflix original that's getting a lot of promotion. promotion. Mm-hmm. So we're saying like these are the lists uh, or these are the movies you're going to see front and center that you're going to have to make a decision on one, one way or the other. And what we're saying is, hey, this one, you want to steer clear. Yeah. Like, fool me once. Yeah, fool me. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to incorporate that that uh, that line somehow, um, but I couldn't. So the Discovery has Robert Redford, Rooney Mara, and Jason Segel. It's basically the story of, in the future, Robert Redford's character has discovered proof, scientific proof of an afterlife. And ever since that discovery, as the movie's called, um, people are now committing suicide at an extremely high rate. Right. So, like, all around the globe, because yeah. people now know scientifically there's an afterlife, people are committing suicide. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, you had started it. You were the one who had found it. Because um, I was super it, interested in it. Yeah. And even as I'm talking about it now, it sounds interesting. Yeah. And the first scene, like you said, is fantastic. Oh. The, Sucks the, you in immediately. The, the cast, the cast is is good. You know, I would say it's it's a pretty solid cast. Yeah, it has um, all the right ingredients. It really does. And you know, I would be lying if I said I hated it. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
there are parts of it that I, you know, like you and I have already argued for, for hours over like, like many, many episodes length about just the premise. I still struggle with the premise. Um, but I guess that's, you know, I think that's, that's wor- a worthwhile complaint to me. And along with just some of the ending components, like there's stuff that, uh, you know, like that make it a little problematic or, or one that, yeah. You I know. mean, for me, it's like anytime you're dealing sci-fi or fantasy or whatever category you would call that, I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have to make jumps in your mind that you're just going to have to be okay with, right? You're going to have to like go along with the story in a way that you're going to have to kind of suspend certain elements of, yeah. of reality to, to track with the story. But I'm fine with that so long as the movie itself is consistent and continues to make sense. But as soon as it, it goes in a way that's just like, okay, that's not like, this doesn't even really make sense with what story you're telling. Like you're contradicting yourself and you've kind of like now taken elements of your story and made them way less impactful by this new development you've brought. It just, it was just one of those that it didn't live up to the hype. It didn't live up to the cast. It didn't live up to the, like the initial storyline. And it's not terrible, but it's not worth your movie night. You're gonna yeah, right. you're gonna feel like a week went by of like a wasted time. Yeah, and it's possible it. that you might really hear from other people like, oh, it's pretty good, you know. Um, and then you're gonna watch the one movie that you had to watch this week, and then be like, nah, I don't really like Netflix originals or something. And that's yeah. you know, like we we don't want uh, that to be your experience. So if you have two movies in you in a, in a week, or you know, extra time, sure, then throw this maybe. Um, but. It shouldn't be your one pick for the week. That's for sure. Well said, Rodney. Uh, so at this point, if you hear music playing, boop, boop, or if you boop, hear, boop, I think boop, Rodney boop. burping. Was that a burp? Okay. If you hear anything. I was trying to do the, uh, we're the not music. We're not actually signing off. Um, what we're doing is we're giving you a little bit of a fair warning because we're going to talk through our favorite scenes of the movie uh, and probably we'll ha- end up having some spoilers there. So yeah. we just kind of give you that warning. If you're going to watch Fruitvale Station, you don't want anything spoiled. Now's your time to jump off. But before you leave, let me remind you, um, go to our website at downthehallpodcast.com. You can scroll down and recommend a movie for us to watch. Uh, movie Rob, we are still going to watch Dear Zachary. We're still going to do, if we if we like it, we're well, going to do an episode on it. it. I, I like it. If Rodney likes it, we're going to do it. Uh, and, but the, the point is that everyone can get involved with that. Also, you can comment and contribute to our conversations on our blog post for each episode. Movie Rob, um, the only thing I've heard about Dear Zachary is that I'm going to ball, like cry many, many tears. So if that happens, um, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I, I could go for a good cry. But I'm a little nervous about that, Chet. I don't, I don't want you to be present. What's going on on Monday nights with Checked Out in Jersey? Uh, so on Checked Out in Jersey, we do our uh, weekly movie recommendation um, as we try and convince Matt and Pete uh, to watch the movie that we're recommending that week. But we also kind of have to face the fire in the event that they either did or didn't like. So far, it's gone so well. So yeah. far, it's been uh, a lot of praise. Yeah. Um, but I'm waiting for one, and this one makes me a little a little nervous. Right. Um, but I think if they... If they give it a chance, I think that they'll uh, they'll be okay with it. Yeah, so you can catch them on Facebook Live, their Facebook Live show, 8 p.m. Eastern. They take that live show and they turn it into a podcast. So if you miss it, you can still download the episode. It's checked out in Jersey. Like Rodney said, we start out by listening to their opinion of the movie we recommended the week before. And we hit them with a new one each Monday night. Indeed.
I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. Chet, how do we start this this spoiler section without just saying that he he's dead? He died. He's dead. He died. Uh, do, do we ha- like that? That makes me think that you think the spoiler section is about going out of our way to spoil movies. That's really um, not what this is for. No, no, no. But I think that's you know obviously a critical part of the story that you and I debated whether or not it should. You know, it is a a movie based on an actual thing that had happened. So and the reason we debated it is because the opening scene of the movie, it's the actual cell phone footage, like the real life cell phone right. footage of him getting shot. But to Rodney's point to me off, off, you know, off mic was, but we don't know for sure in the beginning that he actually dies. We don't know yeah. what comes of it. Like I obviously, I was, sh- I was pretty sure. Right. I mean, know. if you knew the news story or if you know the news story, yeah. you know that yes, Oscar I, Grant gets yeah. killed. Uh, what happens is the officer, you know, claims to have thought it was his taser and shoots accidentally or purposefully shoots, uh, Oscar Grant in the back yeah. and then he ends up, mm-hmm. ends up dying. And, yeah. and so obviously with, you know, race relations and, you know, police right. brutality, it became a huge deal. Yeah, no. And I think, um, I don't know. I think it's, uh, it is, it's a tough topic and I think this is a movie. I don't know if, if there is too many like spoilers to talk about other than to say, um, you know, how much we think that portrayal was fair or not, you know? Um, the thing that I've always said, or that I do believe is that, you know, the police in those situations do not have an easy job. It's not like, oh, it's, you know, that there's a lot of like intentionality to some of these things that happen. I think it's a super high stress, high stakes position to be in because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of danger there. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, where, um, you know, being in the position that we're in, I think it would be easy for us to act like, oh, it would be easy to avoid those situations. Um, and I don't think, uh, I just think that that's a reality uh, we're separated from. I agree. You know, what's interesting is just from a movie perspective, Chad Michael Murray out of nowhere, the most random appearance, Chad Michael point, Murray yeah. plays the cop who shoots him. Like it's the only like 10 minutes, five minutes of yeah. the movie that he's in. And you, you had said, is that, I think that's Chad, Chad Michael Murray. I'm like, no, like he wouldn't, why would they have him? Like what? Yeah. I guess he's, I mean, he's long off his like one tree hill yeah, days, he, right? He belongs he's, in that conversation of actors who kind of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Because he was really well known, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cinderella um, story. Yeah. Like he, Duff, yeah, he wasn't he was just awesome. one particular character. Cause I almost feel like, you know, there, there are people that maybe make one role famous that you know them for, and then they don't transition well to anything else. But I think with him, he was kind of like, what, like a teenage heartthrob? Is that what you'd consider him? Uh, you tell me, man. You had the picture of him in your locker. <laughs> uh, my locker. You know what's um, interesting, too, about this movie from is... Teen uh, Beat? Tiger Beat? I forget what those magazines were. 2013, and so Michael B. Jordan is much more well-known now than he was at this time. Yeah. He had been in uh, Chronicle, which is a really good one uh, that flew under the radar. He also was in Friday Night Lights the last two seasons of that. So I think people at least recognized who he was, but he certainly wasn't the same caliber as to what he seems to be you know, achieving now. Right. And to me, this this performance was one of his better ones. Right. Maybe, my, maybe the most impressive performance I've seen him pull off, right? And this was, I think... Like, you know, when it's all said and done, his career seems to be going places. Fruitvale Station is a, a really cool one to be able to look back on and say, wow, he was he was, fa- he was fantastic. You know what? Um, a scene from this movie that I think really set, like, 
sets that gritty tone throughout is as he's really trying to evaluate. So he's kind of got like time to kill throughout the day, right? He's trying to figure out what to do. He's debating whether he's going to sell drugs or not to make money because he's, you know, he's trying to also get his job back, but you know, that's not going so well. And, um, you know, he's got his daughter, he's got his girlfriend who's pregnant and she's going to work. So he's just kind of in this we in this spot where he's trying to figure out like today, what am I going to do? And then there's this scene where he's getting gas, um, and he sees like a dog and he's kind of petting the dog. And, you know, there's something humanizing about, you know, just seeing that, you know, with, with somebody. Um, and then the dog gets killed, you know, or gets hit by a car and the car like speeds off. Um, and there's something about that scene to me too, that really sets a tone uh, that makes the whole movie feel heavy, continue to feel heavy, but almost that, that happened pretty early on. And it's still one of the most memorable components of the movie that make me think like, it's just a, it's just a rough day. You know, he's trying to figure it out. He's trying to do it. And then even like the decision to go see the fireworks in the city, to take the train, to go there is kind of one that he's not super on. Like, he's like, whatever, like he's going to go do it, but it's almost just as a way of trying to be like a good boyfriend or whatever, you know, Uh, because his girlfriend really wants to do it. Um, But I don't know that that whole movie and like those decisions that kind of incrementally lead up to him making that decision. Cause you know, as you kind of know, you're kind of like, just don't take the train, man. <laughs> don't, don't end up at Fruitvale station. Don't that's the it. only thing you don't need don't to do. Don't you know that's the name of this movie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't you know what happens there? Um, yeah, I think the only last thing I'll, I'll personally say is it's, it's one of those movies that even though you know what it's leading up to the final moments of the, the event when yeah. obviously he gets shot it all happens very fast yeah and that that goes to show that like in in the real life yeah. actual story it, what actually happened and just in our own lives all of a sudden things change very quickly yeah. all of a sudden there's chaos all of a sudden boom something's going on and right boom, you know things are forever changed yeah right? and that i thought that was interesting like yeah. they didn't drag that part on at all yeah even no, though that's the climax of the movie they made yeah. it boom fast that's you know? such a fantastic point i hadn't like really thought of it until you just said it um i think that's an amazing point i think it's also why it makes a day in the life like movie you know how that's what that's what it's termed um a really great choice for this you know because the day at certain points does feel like it's dragging a little i mean there's like kind of this constant tension but it's just a guy kind of wandering around trying to make like figure out like okay i'm not gonna sell this weed i'm gonna dump it in the ocean now i'm gonna go you know he's but it's these like slow decisions. But then, like you said, it's like, okay, like fireworks, they're on the train. Everything's great. Everybody's happy. And he's seconds, you know, minutes away from right. A completely life altering event, you know? Yeah. Um, and like you said, like that can be life. Yeah. You know, it's not like this, you know, epic decision gets made and then you're in a situation. It was just like, bang, bang, bang. Next thing you know, he's, in a bad spot. Yeah. I didn't mean to use bang, 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 bang. <laughs> That's a bad choice of yeah. maybe we'll onomatopoeia. We'll avoid that one. I think you made a good point saying that he, uh, he was trying to be the good boyfriend and, and going into the city when he maybe didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so should I, you think I should probably be like, do you think I should use that and say, you know, it's like to Legna be like, Hey, like, listen, I mean, I know you want to go what? to this place. I, 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 it's not that I don't want to, it's just that, you know, I saw this movie once and I just think we should probably do, what I want to do instead. I, uh, you know, I don't necessarily know that you, uh, bringing up Fruitvale station 
and trying to relate to the circumstances is, is necessarily that. something that you would uh just something you should avoid generally i Fair think enough. that's that seems like good advice yeah thank you all right well Rodney's giving out free advice. And in the meantime, you can go to Twitter and follow us at Down the Hall Guys. You can email us, downthehallpodcast at gmail.com. Although I think the best way to interact with us would be going to our website, downthehallpodcast.com, where you can chime in on this conversation about the movie itself, uh, what you think about, again, not the politics of it, but the movie, the portrayal. Uh, and really, uh, another good one would be talking about day in the life movies is are the yeah. ones that we, we missed that you want to talk about. Um, and also you can scroll down and, and recommend a movie for us to watch. So there's a lot to do on the website. Rodney created it, it came out great and, uh, you should oh, totally that get involved. Sweet of you. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I would say all of those things. Um, I thought I had something else to say and you I don't suddenly need lost. to say something. No, no, no. I had something else that I wanted to say and then I lost it. This would be a good place to play the, the Michael Scott clip. Sometimes I begin talking and don't know what I Chet, want to the, say. The actual thing is. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Like an improv conversation. An improvisation. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I just hope that I'll find my point along the way. That's not exactly even the quote. That's a summary of Rodney. And that is Rodney. I'm Chet. Thank you as always. <laughs>